So you can't and welcome to the MMA Monday here for the Funk Report. And you can see I'm already excited and I'm stuttering and I'm like, oh my God, what happened this weekend in the world of MMA? And when I say world of MMA, well, quite frankly, we have to say UFC because nothing much that matters happened, obviously. We had UFC 264 and without further ado and without being sponsored by Manscaped as the only MMA podcast in the world, let's jump right into the review of UFC 264, what happened at Pori versus McGregor 3. And well, how do we do this? Shall we start with the main event or shall we like build a t tension towards the main event? Let, let's try like this. Let's try to build, build up towards the main event if I can hold back so long. So um, when we look at the prelims, a few... Fights that I found interesting were first, of course, um, Brett Tavares, because I said Brett Tavares is going to win, and Brett Tavares won in dominate split decision fashion um, against Omari Akhmedov. Um, let me check the results 29 28, 28 29, and 29 28. So, yeah, perfect example, prime example for a split decision. I think that's okay. If you think that's not okay, then you're right too, because it's a split decision yeah, back and forth. Um, not as dominant as I thought it could be, but um, still got the W, so congratulations. Brett Tavares, um, almost all the other fights went the way I predicted because, hey, it's an MMA podcast, not sponsored by Manscaped or Bet Online or Bet whatever, but still showing knowledge here, of course. Uh, Jennifer Meyer defeated Jessica Evil Eye via UD, I think it's 2928. I was to say about across the board, but my notes tell me 29-28 twice and 30-27. So uh, clear-cut UD for um, Jennifer Meyer, who opened up Jessica, and no puns here, Jessica I, uh, quite heavily. So congratulations, congratulations Jennifer Meyer. Um, yeah, well done. I'm uh, already hesitating and stuttering because I looked at the next um, fight on my notes. Which was, and I completely forgot how again how to pronounce the name, Drickers du Places, 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 from South Africa. Um, was it Trevor Giles? And there was a nasty knockout, like a, a real, like a real punch knockout, like a full power right hand. Good night, Trevor Giles. Just the way I predicted it. <laughs> Don't check my last podcast. Uh, so congratulations to uh, Drikos, Drikos, Drikos. So that was well done. Um, also, um, the way I what I predicted, <laughs> Ilya Topuria defeating Ryan Hall. <laughs> Ryan Hall with his with his rolls and stuff, and Topuria is like, yeah, no, nah, and then he saw the opening with Ryan Hall not defending uh, smartly in this case, and just went for it and just just viciously knocked Ryan Hall out. So congratulations, Ilya Topuria, uh, smart and then aggressive when need be. 11 and 0 right now, so becoming becoming a real contender. So um, yeah, con congratulations, um, Ilya Topuria, the guy that you should definitely be aware of by now. So well done. And then we had Mr. Backflip in the house, of course. Michelle Pereira, Nico Price, uh, UD for Pereira, 29-28 across the board. And yeah, there was a nice back and forth kind of thing. So it was, I mean, not a barn burner, but it was nice. And of course, Pereira like backflipping and stuff because why not? Uh, so he's still a bit more measured than back then when he did only crazy stuff. But 
more crazy stuff than in his last fight. So I think it's also depending on the opponent and, and Nico Price, the right opponent to get this out of Pereira, I, I believe. So that was that was nice to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, Michel Pereira, congratulations. So climbing the ranks again. Um, yeah, should be top 10 maybe next. So yeah, congratulations, Pereira. Well done. Looking Looking good. Without any cardio. <laughs> I didn't say that. Twitter said it. That was Twitter, not me or YouTube or something. All right, then we had uh, Max Payne Griffin versus Carlos Condit. And I know I picked Carlos Condit just because he's the natural born killer and I ha have a weak spot for older guys. But of course, Max Payne Griffin, if he's on the money, man, he's a problem to, to steal some. Uh, vocabulary from Joe Rogan. He's a problem. So Max Pengriven defeating Carlos Condit, 29-28, 29-28, And Condit wasn't outclassed. It's not like that Griffin was like a class better. It was just a tad bit faster. It's like yeah, Condit did connect, but like, Griffin just connected harder and faster and more often. So um, yeah, well-earned victory for Max Pengriven there. Congratulations. Looking forward to what's next. Carlos Condit now maybe really has to stop thinking about like a run and maybe just go for the, the legend fights now. Um, speaking of legends, we then saw an uh, beginning of the, the, the main card, we saw a legend in the making, Sean, Mal Sean O'Malley, not a legend, versus the already legend now, Chris Moutinho, what a legend. Um, TKO for Sean O'Malley in round three, 20 seconds before the end. Herb Dean, what you're doing? Either stop the fight in the second round or give the guy the 20 seconds so that he did not get knocked out. Like, what in the world? That was unnecessary. Unnecessary damage, yes, but because he didn't stop it earlier. The last 20 seconds, come on, man. Don't take this away from Chris Moutinho, who then, however, got the 75K for fight of the night. And Sean O'Malley was piecing Moutinho up from the get-go from the very beginning he landed I think 7.5 million strikes in Moutinho's face Moutinho all bloodied up but Moutinho just keep pressing forward and forward and O'Malley only on the back foot for three rounds straight landing almost at will Moutinho with a few cool counters like he was then blitzing in jumping in swinging wildly but connecting a few times so congratulations um, but it was all O'Malley of course but Moutinho did not stop pressing forward even when they when Herbdin broke them up in between um, Moutinho was just like coming at him right like like okay let me go let me go and after the the, the break Moutinho was just moving forward like crazy like a zombie so uh, Moutinho I'm sure got lots of new fans now people know his name know he's got a chin um, I hope he's gonna be out of hospital soon Uh, he was he was trash talking O'Malley. He was flipping O'Malley's corner off. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, so Chris Moutinho, for all the the shit I talked about Chris Moutinho before with the hair and stuff, you could say the same thing about O'Malley. Um, great performance, great chin. Um, seven or eleven days notice or whatever. So well done, Chris Moutinho. We know who you are by now. So well done. Uh, also well done, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley again called out Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt, uh, Peter Jan. I don't know. 
most likely gonna get the Garbrandt fight because Cody Garbrandt's not on a winning streak. So what else is he gonna do? Um, so I'm guessing Sean O'Malley versus Cody Garbrandt, where I am assuming Sean O'Malley will have a huge size advantage once again. Um, cause, and I think still think that's like his biggest, his biggest benefit, his biggest advantage in this weight division. He's so much taller than everybody else. So yeah, let's see how far that takes him. Uh, in the women's division, we then saw Irene. I think that's how they pronounce it. Aldana versus Jana Kunitskaya. Aldana missed weight by like five pounds or so, so which is quite significant. And so 30% of her purse goes to Jana Kunitskaya, who then started um, strong, a bit like Valentina Shevchenko's style in regards to her yelling and shouting, like, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 just screaming with every kick she was throwing she was throwing lots of kicks lots of kicks also didn't land so she had like this 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 crane kick and a few back kicks and spinning back fists but nothing really landed one spinning back fist landed on on the guard of uh, Aldana but then so she was active for the first few minutes but nothing really cracked Aldana nothing really landed nothing really hurt and then Aldana slowly started to get into a boxing rhythm boxing like distance landing more and more punches and then eventually uh, set Kunitskaya down and uh, went for the finish TKO um, round one at 435 yeah so clear clear victory for uh, Irene Aldana Irene Aldana and who said she's going up to fighting anybody she still wants to climb the ladder so let's just see where this takes her and eventually she wants to be the champ but um, she doesn't want to rush anything and she believes that eventually she will be up there mm, she looked really good <laughs> Uh, Dana White didn't know that she missed weight so he was like really high on her in the press conference afterwards and then someone said like how much does her missing weight play into like what do you think of her and he's like she missed weight <laughs> so lucky her he didn't know that before um, but yeah congratulations Irina Dana um, great performance Jana Kunitskaya back to the drawing board maybe don't go like all this crazy fancy spinning stuff I like it but don't just throw all those things in the air. Maybe um, like a bit more measured approach might might uh, be helpful here. And then we had <laughs> Greg Hardy, the Prince of War, all serious and like yeah. And then music starts playing for his opponent. If you want to be my lover, Spice Girls like, blasting through the arena. Out comes Tai Tuivasa, freaking legend, mate. <laughs> tai Tuivasa comes out to the Spice Girls. Cause so why not? Um, then he come out to Celine Dion, like back then, my heart will go on and whatnot. He's just taking the, can I say piss? It's my podcast. He's just taking the piss um, in regards to like those serious, mean uh, walkouts, which is amazing. Uh, and then he starts with a few really nice leg kicks that really wobbled uh, Greg Hardy. Um, you can see he lost like balance a bit and, and so on. But Hardy connects with a few jabs. So, I mean, Hardy is huge. It's insane how big he is and his reach advantage. So he jabs him a few times and then like Tuivasa moves back. So like, he, like, he's, like he's hurt. And Greg Hardy sees him and is like, okay, I'm going to go for the finish in the first round. And like a, a minute in. So, uh, but very, very bit over excited. Maybe he goes in. Tuivasa avoids it. And it's just a nice counter left, sends down uh, Greg Hardy to the ground, quick follow-up, and then that's it. Knockout for Tai Tuivasa over Greg Hardy, which... Uh, I don't want to say something bad like, about Greg Hardy again, because so, so many memes have been made and so on. Check out the memes on uh, the Strangle Squad 
uh, on Instagram some hilarious memes in regards to you know, Greg Hart, the face you make when you can outpoint your wife but get knocked down by someone who comes out with a spice girl or something along those lines. I'm not saying any, any of those things. Check out MMA Twitter and Instagram for this. But yes, Tai Tuivasa won, jumps on the cage, gets a shoe, has a shoey. Yeah, the world is good until the next fight. And that's when the world went to shit. Because <laughs> Gilbert Burns comes out and just unfortunately, and that's how you say it when your favorite fight gets dominated, lays on Stephen Thompson without any damage, just takes him down and keeps him down. Didn't do anything. The referee should have, st should have stood them up. Come on. That's what I'm saying because I'm a Stephen Thompson fan. <laughs> If I'm a Gilbert Burns fan, I'm like, yeah, well, perfect game plan. Yeah, don't, don't stand and bang with Stephen uh, Thompson because Warner Boy is going to F you up. So just take him down and keep him down. And that's what you have to do. So yeah, game plan worked. It was boring. Uh, but congratulations, Gilbert Burns. You did May 928 across the board. The few moments where it was a striking match, Burns did land, but Warner Boy landed more better more significant i believe that's why he got the second round but yeah unfortunately i was not very inspired by wonder boy who also didn't look as great in shape as he did against uh vincente luke back then i think or against uh, jeff neal back then at least that's just observation from a fan point of view that, that i'm just making right here maybe i'm completely wrong but i think he looked He looked more, I mean, he's, we're almost the same age, so uh, I understand it's hard to keep your six-pack and so on, but he looked more in shape back then than he looked there, from my point of view. He looked more tired here, too. Um, okay. Then, main event. And yes, so we're building the tension, and then out comes Conor McGregor uh, as the first fighter of the main event. That's something we don't see that often. And then out comes, by the way, the entrance, McGregor, fantastic, of course. Like, first is Irish folk song and mixed into like Notorious B.I.G. Then the Notorious comes out, which is nice. And Dustin, Dustin Poirier comes out, uh, which is also cool. Like, uh, he goes black and then he comes out. People booing him like crazy. Like, how can you boo Dustin Poirier? <laughs> Seriously, what's wrong with you? I understand if you're a McGregor fan, but then you don't need to boo the other guy who's one of the nicest guys in the, in the sport. Anyways, the McGregor starts more karate style. Yes, it's focused McGregor. Like, throw some some kicks, some spinning back kicks, some stuff like to the leg. Leg kicks, really hard leg kicks. Um, I think DP checked most of them, though. Um, also lands a few shots. But then you think, why do you think, oh, the old corner is back. Dustin Poirier gets him onto striking range and hits him with a few clean shots. Um, gets him against, gets him against the, the wall, the cage. Uh, and then Connor jumps for a guillotine, like on, on a jiu-jitsu black belt. Looked a bit like desperation because Dustin Poirier was, was checking him quite nicely at that moment in time. Uh, Teddy Atlas said maybe Connor thought that's how the first fight ended with Dustin Poirier checking him against the cage and that's why he wanted to do something else and since he's not great in the clinch maybe he thought he goes for he goes for uh, the guillotine in a clinch maybe then Poirier would have taken him down like and wrestled him uh, but of course the guillotine was not really great Dustin Poirier avoided like the pressure slipped out of the guillotine and then just ground and pounded McGregor um, then he did let him back up because that's what he explained later on McGregor was pulling him down pu pulling his glass down like grabbing into the glass pulling it down so that he could land some up kicks and that's when uh, Pori tried to 
tell Herb Dean and then McGregor got up again and then they both go for punches and this what you probably saw already that's when McGregor twisted and his ankle shin and it snapped and broke it and then uh, yeah that was it Poirier goes in for a few more ground and pound punches time runs out uh, in the round and then uh, McGregor can continue to be honest if it wasn't McGregor um, the ref would have stopped it I believe even if it's only five seconds on the clock left but he, he ate those ground and pound punches um, and it's similar to like the Moutinho versus O'Malley thing uh, he, he stopped it like 20 seconds out just because he thought it's too much damage if this wouldn't have been the main event if this wouldn't have been McGregor I'm sure um, he would have stopped it uh, while Pori was training those punches on the sitting McGregor uh, there and then uh, yeah like bro can continue and then McGregor keeps talking shit what's wrong with you man you got outclass it was it could have given a 10-8, definitely a 10-9, but it could have been a 10-8 round for, for Poirier. We were seconds away from being knocked out, and then he keeps talking talking trash to Poirier and to his wife. Like, and he's like, I'm going to kill you, do that like this. Uh, like, what is wrong with McGregor, right? By now, it's not cool and fun anymore, that persona. It's just desperate and annoying. And maybe he can take this time now away while he has to heal up to maybe reflect a little bit on like what's going wrong here right now. Um, but the reflection doesn't seem to be his strong suit. I'm very happy that Dustin Poirier won. Congratulations, DP. Next up then, DP versus Charles Oliveira for the title. Charlie Olives in the building said congratulations and so on. And he's ready for, for DP. Probably going to be end of the year, which will be fun. So congratulations, Dustin Poirier. Well deserved. I was happy with how, how this... Not I mean, I'm not happy for Connor breaking his leg, but I'm happy with DP having like a dominant performance in the first round um, after a strong Connor start. And I'm sure he would have stopped him in the second round if he would have made it to the second round, that is. So congratulations, Dustin Poirier. Great fight cut overall. It was lots of fun. Um, I watched watched it all without feeling bored. So, yeah, that was fun. Most fights really delivered. I enjoyed this a lot. Um, So well done, UFC. Great great fight cut that you put on there. Um, Fantastic. Now, let's look what's going to happen uh, next week. Next week, we will have the return of Bellator first and then we also have UFC Fight Night again uh, other than that there's no BKFC there's no one championship and there's no PFL yet so let's stick with Bellator and then the UFC event we will see Bellator 262 next week with like two fights that I consider interesting and important not that the others are not interesting but like from name name recognition name value so the co-main event will be Tyrell Fortune might be familiar with him against Matt Mitrione sure you're familiar with Matt Mitrione Matt Mitrione trying to like come back and have like this, this one more run in a bit more advanced age uh, which of course I'm sympathetic towards um, Matt Mitrione is let me check my notes 13 and 8 um, Tyrell Fortune is 10 and 1 and I mean Tyrell Fortune He's one of the few one of the few heavyweights who looks like an actual athlete, right? So I mean he's check built strong. And no offense, Matt Mitrione. But the best time might be behind him. Uh, who knows? Yeah, right, who knows? But I have to go with Tyrell Fortune here. Um, he's been on a run. He's looking ready, he's looking fit, checked. Uh, it's uh, Tyrell Fortune. If Matt Mitrion gets it done, I'm I'm not mad, of course, but I think Tyre Fortune got this. And then we have the main event. Juliana Velasquez, the champion, versus Denise Kielholz. I did not see Denise Kielholz for a long time. 
and now there she is in a championship match. She's six two in uh, MMA versus uh, Velasquez, who's eleven and zero. So Velasquez, the clear favorite here. I'm of course all for Denise Kilots, and if you wonder why I'm so excited about Denise Kilots, if you're in to like kickboxing, like Muay Thai, like me, but then maybe also follow like kickboxing and so on. You know Dennis Kilos being like a multiple times world champion kickboxer from the Netherlands. So when it comes to kickboxing, she's amazing. I have not seen much of her MMA run, to be, to be quite frank, and to be honest. So I, I need to follow more Bellator, like the lower card matches, it seems, where she apparently um, got enough wins to, to get this title shot. So I was surprised seeing her in a title picture, um, but I'm not mad at it because I think she's a fantastic striker. Can't say much about her ground game, uh, but I'm very, very excited for this for this match. So Bellator, um, you got me excited. Anytime the new Kilots fights, uh, I'm all for it. Looking at the records, I would have to say Juliana Velasquez is the clear favorite. I'm guessing she gets it done. I'm rooting for the new Kilots because us Muay Thai people have to, of course, um, help hold together. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Those should be good fights. Um, UFC is also on next weekend again with a fight night. And in this fight night, we have three fights that I find um, interesting. We have Jeremy Stevens, a hardest hitter hitting 155 or <laughs> 45er. I don't know. Jeremy Stevens is back in action against Mateusz, Mateusz Gamrod. Um, who I've watched a few times and who also has some power. Um, I would hope Jeremy Stephens like, can string a few wins together again. I'm not very confident right now after his last few performances, so I would... As I, I'm going for Mateusz Gamrod. Sorry, Jeremy. And I'm not going to make this Connor joke right now. Um... And now I'm going to do something. I'm going to talk about the main event first and then about the common event. So the main event is Islam Makachev. Oh, no, sorry, Charles Sonnen. Islam Makachev. Um, so Islam Makachev versus Thiago Moises. So Thiago Moises stepped up to face Islam Makachev. Um, DC says Makachev is the next champ. He, like, his training is insane. He's undefeated, better than Khabib, and so on and so on. Let's see. I mean, he looked untouchable in his fights before. Let's see how he does against Thiago Moises. I think Thiago Moises is somewhere in the top 15, and Makhlchev is number nine right now, I believe. I'm going to say Makhlchev until that's a thing, because Charles Sonnen said so. So Islam Makhlchev, the clear favorite. I'm picking Makhlchev. I think Charles is picking Makhlchev too. If Charles picks Makhlchev, then maybe that means Makhlchev is going to lose, though. Um, so Thiago Moises is the clear underdog here, but maybe that's like. I know, leaves the pressure off and he's just going to go and have some fun and maybe he can land something on, on Makhlchev. Okay, but I'm going for Islam here. Uh, Co-main event is Marion Renault. Why am I talking about her uh, predominantly for this event? Because she's fighting the returning Misha Tate. And Misha Tate, when she, was, when she had like her rivalry back then with like Ronda Rousey and so on, I thought Misha Tate is a bit weird. Like She always came, came across a bit awkward not creepy, but like awkward. But now, at the, since she announced her comeback and the interviews and so on, she was really reflective, calm, kind of cool. And what she said all makes sense. And like how she turned her life around, like privately and so on. Um, and how she feels after having two kids. And how she found, found like new focus and so on. So that was really interesting to hear. And that's why I'm excited to see 
how Misha Tate is going to do in, in, in this case, in this event. Um, the way she talks, it's, it's going to be the retirement fight for Marion Renault, by the way. Um, the way Misha Tate talks, I do believe her that she's more focused. The pictures on social media, yes, I know it's social media, but she looks, she looks jacked. She looks real fit right now, so that should not be an issue, hopefully. Um, yeah, five years since she retired, so who? And she worked over here in Asia for a while for one championship in Singapore. Um, now she's back. No hard feelings, Misha. No hard feelings for, for leaving us here. Um, I go for, I'm going for her. Maybe she's going to be the first mom champ and not the karate hottie. Um, yeah. Misha Tate. That would be a cool story to see. So, I mean, may the best women, uh, women win, of course, but Misha Tate, you got this. Looking forward to seeing how that return fight's going to look like. And then one, two, three wins, and then maybe she can already challenge for the title. So, yeah, Misha Tate, let's go. You got this. All right, that's it for today's MMA Monday here on the Funkit Pod because there's not much more happening next week. Um, this was an exciting UFC event. I, I was like, oh, oh my God, full of buzz and excitement and so on. bit anticlimactic with the ending, of course, with Connor breaking his leg, but at least the right person won. And like Khabib like Khabib said it on Twitter, he said something like, in the end, the good guys do win or good, the good People always triumph or something like this. Congratulations, DP. I'm hoping to see you holding the championship belt at the end of the year. So the eagle approves, the goat approves. So congratulations, DP. Uh, well done. And, well, let me know what, what you thought about UFC 264. Did you agree with the decisions? Did you, uh, did you say, hey, it was just luck for Poirier? Connor was just holding back. He would have destroyed him in the second round. And I think there needs to be a fourth match and so on. Let me know what you think in uh, the comments on social media. Social media at Funkitpod. Email uh, funkitpod at gmail.com. Shout out. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe uh, this, to this podcast, to this video and so on. And until then, I'll see you next time. Take care. Stay safe. Saudi Cup. <laughs>